Hello and welcome to the Drink and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode 111, Hamilton, Act 1, featuring Taxman Fellow Traveler and the Federalist Zinfandel, with your host, Saf, and special guest host, Sarah and Peggy. <laughs> week we are talking about the american musical hamilton because it is november 4th when this comes out and the voting midterm elections are on november 6th so go out and vote go out and vote we're doing a political themed episode to kind of support the and we're voting. not gonna do any major political ranting so if you're like Ugh, fuck politics yeah. i don't want to listen to this shit we're not gonna do any major no political rant Ranting, and I'm not so going to tell worry. you who to vote for. Just want to get the um, idea out there that you should be voting this year. Exactly. If you're an American citizen, make sure you vote. And I know that sometimes Uber and Lyft, if you don't have a car that's functioning, you can get an Uber or Lyft. And sometimes uh, they give you a discount if you're yeah, going to vote. Yeah, I think they're um, half price maybe this year. There's a lot of public transits that are completely free and there's a bunch of yes. like big businesses that are giving people like two hour windows to like paid and, and don't be like me and give excuses of why you didn't vote because <laughs> you're too busy and stuff yeah. like that um you should go vote do your civic duty just like jury duty <laughs> just do it just get it over it. with just like nike just do it but uh to begin this hamilton discussion we're gonna uh, how did you get into hamilton um <laughs> pointed you yeah <laughs> Uh, we bought a house, yep. we were working on it, and you're like, oh, listen to this. And I'm like, what the hell are you, what is this? And you're like, it's Hamilton. And I'm like, what's Hamilton? Yeah. We're listening to it, and I'm just like, okay. Like, it took me until I realized who wrote it for me to get into it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I even know who... Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda was is because he was on the show House, <laughs> MD. That's right. He had a little bitty part. It, I think it was in season... Like five or six. Five or six. And he couldn't rap. <laughs> and House like had to help him get through his um, stuttering because when people looked at him, he got really nervous, nervous and yeah. couldn't rap. Um, and I just... I thought he was funny. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my god, Alvy? Alvy <laughs> wrote this? On House, he couldn't even rap! Yeah. And then that's when I, like, oh my god. Like, he's a genius. And then got very into Hamilton because of Lin-Manuel. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because of Alexander Hamilton. It wasn't like I was like, oh my god, I love him. He's my favorite non-president. He's my favorite <laughs> history topic no like i was like the rest of american like okay he's on the ten dollar bill i don't know why right i i don't remember discussing much about him like mm. his name was mentioned in high school but it's like a little blurb like yeah aaron burr shot him yeah. all right and we're moving on <laughs> <laughs> to the next topic one of the vice presidents while he was in office 
shot and killed somebody in a duel. And I think that's <laughs> the only reason. And honestly, I couldn't have remembered Aaron Burr's name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to us, it, it, it was so long ago, but it wasn't so long ago that it's a bunch of white dudes mm-hmm. in powder wigs just fretting. But I know I heard a bunch of good reviews about the play. And, like, how everybody was talking about it. Because this was, like, 2016, and it had just went to on Broadway. Um, so I I started listening to it at work. And then when we were working on the house, I just started putting it on. Because I'm like, well, we need something to listen and to. It, it took me a few times listening to really get into it. Because you got to kind of listen to the words and get the whole story. And yeah. we're, like, walking in and out of rooms, like, hammering and, and doing drilling yeah. and stuff. So you can, you're missing half the songs. So you're I always missing the story. felt like I only heard a few songs of the entire album when we are working on the house. Until, like, I started listening to it in my car. And then uh, became obsessed. Yeah. And then we were listening to it just singing along while we were working on the house. Yeah. we both, like, learned all the words. And we, it's been, like, a year we were working on this house. So, <laughs> and we've listened to it, like, every day, it seemed like. Pretty much. Um, and, like, still to this day, we still listen to it quite a bit. Yeah. Like, uh, driving back and forth to Fort Wayne. It, the whole it, car ride. It, it was it one of... the whole t- yeah, time. When we were living apart and I had to drive two hours... <laughs> Twice a week, yeah. You get a lot of time mm-hmm. to listen to stuff, and Hamilton was multiple car rides. But that's it. That's how I got into it because you caused me to you. have obsessions about everything. I'm sorry. You wish you never knew about Hamilton. No. <laughs> and Lin Manuel Miranda also wrote the music for Moana. For anybody that likes disney movies also great music in that correct and mary poppins comes out in a couple months maybe maybe next month i don't know and he wrote all the music for that yeah and he's in it he's just Uh, a very uh he's a crazy rich puerto rican instead (laughs) of a crazy rich asian he is a crazy rich puerto rican now who pretty sure has ADD and or ADHD. He, he writes like he's running out of time. Like, yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know how he functions. I I can't do he all that. He just came out with a book. Did you know that? Yes. I saw it on an interview. <laughs> yeah, he was on like Colbert or something. I saw him. Yeah. Alright, let's get into how this crazy play came to be. So here's a little backstory before we get to the actual music. While on vacation from performing in his hit Broadway show, In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda read a copy of Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow, a biography of Alexander Hamilton. After finishing the first few chapters, Miranda began to envision the life of Hamilton as a musical and researched whether a stage musical of Hamilton's life had ever been created. All he found was that a play of Hamilton's story had been done on Broadway in 1917 starring George Arliss as Alexander Hamilton. Arliss reprised the role in a 1931 feature film adaptation, Alexander Hamilton, but to date, there is no record of Miranda having seen it. Miranda, therefore, began a project entitled The Hamilton Mixtape. On May 12, 2009, Miranda was invited to perform music from In the Heights at the White House evening of poetry, music, and spoken word. Instead, he performed the first song from the Hamilton mixtape, a rough version of what would later become Alexander Hamilton. 
the Hamilton's opening number. He spent a year after that working on My Shot, another early number from the show. You can actually see on YouTube that performance at the White House. and The Obamas are in the audience. And it, it sounds a lot like what the first track of the actual play became. Like you've seen it, right? Yeah. It, it's just a very rough cut. Yeah. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Seeing, like, and then, how uh, much it's I mean, here's a little tidbit, too. They actually performed Hamilton at the White House, and I've watched those videos yeah. over and over. Yeah. I think they did the first act, maybe. It's like 40 minutes long, so it's not the full. Yeah. Because the real thing is like two hours and 20 minutes or something. Um, Hamilton, an American musical, is a sung and rapped through musical about the life of American founding father Alexander Hamilton with music, lyrics, and book by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Inspired by the 2004 biography by historian Ron Chernow that I told you he was reading about on vacation. Incorporating hip-hop rhythm and blues, pop music, soul music, traditional style show tunes, and color-conscious casting of non-white actors as the Founding Fathers and other historical figures, the musical achieved both critical acclaim and box office success. The musical made its off-Broadway debut at the Public Theater in February 2015, Sorry. where its engagement was sold out. The show transferred to Broadway in August 2015 at the Richard Rogers Theater. On Broadway, it received enthusiastic, critical reception and unpredicted advanced box office sales. In 2016, Hamilton received a record-setting 16 Tony nominations, winning 11, including Best Musical, and was also the recipient of the 2016 Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. And the 2016 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. The prior off-Broadway production of Hamilton won the 2015 Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Musical, as well as seven other Drama Desk Awards out of 14 total nominated categories. Yeah, so Lin-Manuel has a Pulitzer, a Tony, a Grammy, and an Emmy? I think he's just missing the Oscar. And he'll have a PGOT. There is a PBS documentary that came out a couple years ago about the like backstory of Hamilton, the play, not the guy. Um, <laughs> about Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> making yeah. the play and how the steps it took. Because they recorded it as he was writing it and when they were in the early productions of it. Yep. So there's a bunch of early video of them, him writing it and like going to Hamilton's house and like sitting at his desk and writing some stuff. Um, it's called Hamilton's America and it's a PBS documentary. So I'm sure you can find it online. And this past July, we actually went and saw Hamilton in Chica- live in Chicago. July 27th. July 27th for our 2018. fifth anniversary Yes. of marriage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what other kind of anniversaries you have. <laughs> Dating? Mm-hmm. Dating anniversary? I, yeah, I guess. Um, so, what did you think? I liked it. Obviously, I would love to <laughs> see 
I would love to see Lynn Manuel Miranda performing in it, but unless we can get to Puerto Rico, it's probably already sold in out. January 2019 without having to pay astronomical fees for the tickets and plane. So I heard something uh, in an interview about that. Lynn Manuel said, "So when Hamilton was young, the town paid for his way to get to America." In hopes, or like the like, strict striking a deal that you'll go become rich and famous and come back to Puerto Rico and like revitalize. Well, the Caribbean. It wasn't. He wasn't exactly from Puerto Rico. Right. No, the I, th- I think I think he was from Puerto Rico, but whatever. He'd come back to the island and now bring money back with him and kind of. Yeah, Lynn Manuel. Manuel said that uh, he was bringing it full circle. That yeah. was his attempt to bring Alexander Hamilton. Since Hamilton never actually got to come back, he wrote a play about Hamilton, and now he's going back and kind he's, of re- repaying gonna... Hamilton's debt. Yep. But yeah, so obviously the original cast is no longer in it, and when we saw it in Chicago, it was all new. They've been doing it for like a year, but... Yeah, or a little less... Um, I know Anne, John, well, Anne Johnson, our friend. Our friend went and saw it earlier. Yeah, like her and her family. Uh, and they had pretty much, I think, the same exact cast. Mm-hmm. And she said it was a little rough. So I'm guessing that they was got more of the the newer new, one. Yeah, because they seemed fairly. I thought in- everybody was on the ball, and I thought they all sounded good. Yeah, I. I will say this. I feel like George Washington. Yeah, that was the only one. Was holding back. Well, the just on the original recording, George Washington's so great, and he's, he's like perfectly perfect pitch and everything. It's hard to live up to that in with. Yeah, but I still feel like he had this booming voice, and the he guy who like played once. George Washington in Chicago was Jonathan Kirkland, and I just feel like he was holding his voice back a little bit and. Like, he should have belted out yeah. even more. But Anne said that he did. And so, you know, it was kind of like a mixed review. <laughs> like, maybe he used to, like, belt it out. And they were like, you know. He can't do that every night. You're kind of stealing the show. Or, Can yeah, just he just he made it, everyone else bring look it down bad. <laughs> so now he's just like, okay, I'll step it back. Yeah. Now I'll look bad, but at least everybody else will look good. Yes. And I thought the guy who did Alexander, Miguel... Cervantes. Yeah, I wasn't sure about him at first, but like as it went on, I I started to like him more. Yeah, he got better at the end of the play than the beginning mm-hmm. of the play. Um, or, I liked who played Eliza. I thought she did great. Yeah, she was great. Um, Angelica was pretty good. She wasn't up to Renee. Yeah, Renee's standards. But she's like amazing too. But so. she was pretty good. And then. I have a... Okay, I guess we might as well just go through the cast <laughs> the, yeah. of their original recording. So, in the original re- cast recording that you can get on Amazon Prime For music, free, as long as you have Amazon Prime. Exactly, and who doesn't have Amazon Prime? And we'll play Prime? clips from that shortly. Yes. But in the re- original recording, Lin-Manuel Miranda played Alexander Hamilton... Leslie Odom Jr. played Aaron Burr. Philippa Sue played Eliza Schuyler. Renee, and it has a little 
I think that's normal. Renee Lies Goldsberry plays Angelica Schuyler. Christopher Jackson plays George Washington. David Diggs <laughs> plays Lafayette. And Thomas Jefferson. Anthony Ramos plays John Lawrence and Philip Hamilton. Okarite. Okariti? <laughs> I don't know. I can't help you there. Okaret Anadwan. Plays Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. Jasmine Cephas Jones plays Peggy Schuyler and Maria Reynolds. And Jonathan Groff plays King George III. And I'm just going to say this right now. He's the best. I <laughs> love him. I. I love Jonathan Groff as King George, even though the guy who did it in... Yeah, who did it in um, Chicago? Chicago he was, he is... He was really good, too. He kind of put his own spin Andrew on it. Call, and he did really good, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Jonathan Goff, Groff, whatever. Yes. He's on Netflix series Masterminds, I think that's called, where he hunts down serial killers, or he works with serial killers to hunt down yeah. serial killers. he's... He's been on a couple shows, I guess, and I didn't realize, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly enjoyed him. Mm-hmm. But David Diggs as Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, ugh, I just love him. Yeah, I love his voice, which we'll get to more of that later. But And then he's on, he was on uh, Kimmy Schmidt last season. Yes, <laughs> and, and he couldn't rap, yeah. which was amazing. It was so hard to watch. It's like, oh, you're so good at rapping, though. Uh, and he also had a movie come out last year that he like wrote in. I think he wrote and directed oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah, we never did no. see that, but, but we it was. To. He got good reviews. I can't remember what it's called. Blind spotting or something like that. Yeah, but, something um, like that. The uh, cast recording reche- achieved the largest first week sales for a digital cast album and is the highest charting cast album since 1963. It was the highest-selling Broadway cast album of 2015 and peaked at number one on rap album charts, which the first cast album to ever do so, which there's not many rap um, plays, so <laughs> it's probably the only yeah. cast album that's in I, the rap cal- category. Okay, we haven't seen In the Heights, but I thought In the Heights had some rapping to yeah. it in hip-hop, but not as much. Yeah. So he did both of them then. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna win regardless. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to say about Chicago? Uh, Except like maybe that you cried the last half of it. <laughs> okay, we'll get non-stop. to that with the music, but it I is. I said nonstop. Pretty much the last song, even when I'm still listening to it in the car. Mm-hmm. If I think about it enough, it will make me cry. Your eyes are getting red I right know. now. <laughs> it's. We'll get to that in a little bit, but you'll understand. I think it, for me, it's like basically what track I'm going to go. I think it's Burn. Yeah, pretty much from Burn to the end of the musical. It's like, like cry- it's crying. It's yeah. hard not to. Like I had tears in my eyes the whole time. Yeah, but I was sobbing like a little baby back bitch <laughs> the last yeah song. you were like going <laughs> like audibly <laughs> making noises i was trying not to because i was like <laughs> so yeah everybody was crying but you were like <laughs> and you know how it ends because if right. you listen to the well, album no it's not a surprise too, okay. 
I mean, history has taught us that he dies. <laughs> he but met, they say it, like the first line of the play is <laughs> are like, and it's not even him dying; it's who he left behind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll get to the music, but first we'll take our first beer break. Um, let me go grab that, and we'll be right back. While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. For my in-beer, I have Taxman, fellow traveler. It's been said that a journey is best measured with friends. Fellow traveler is a celebration of exactly that. Brewed in collaboration with Platform Brewing in Cleveland, Ohio, we arrived at this bright and juicy, dry-hopped American Saison. Saison? Saison. American Saison. Local Indiana barley and wheat developed a soft and local Indiana barley and we developed a soft and balanced multi-body while intense herbal and peachy hot flavors are amplified by the tropical saison saison tropical saison yeast esters to create this exceptional summer ale we hope you enjoyed the ride 6.5% 6.5% ABV, 15 IBUs. So not too bitter on this one. Um, first, we look at the can. Yes, and it matches the Alexander Hamilton shirt. Yep. Perfectly on um, while yeah, the orange the co- is slightly yeah. off. And this gray is off. But yeah. overall, I think it's a good fit. Um, it's technically an in and an out beer because it's a c- collaboration between an Indiana brewery and an Ohio brewery. Yes, but you picked it because it's called Taxman. Yeah. Or it's by Taxman, and Alexander Hamilton helped set up our financial, financial system, system mm-hmm. as a whole. Found America's bank. So, yeah, I like the colors on this one. You've got the, the Taxman skull front and center, like on all of the Taxman brews have that guy yes. there. And it's also got the platform logo at the bottom. Yes, and it looks like it's a light bulb with uh, wheat in it oh yeah and um i don't know what those little are they lightning bolts or something like the it's kind of small to tell like the three little things poking up i thought they were buildings it actually at first. looks like buildings yeah, it could be buildings i'd have to look at a bigger version of that to tell um it's very tiny on the side here it says the malts pilsner white wheat rye malt spelt malt crystal malt the hops are grungeist Yeast is Hornendal Kvik and adjunct flaked wheat. I felt like you just made all those up, but they are literally on the cake. <laughs> I like that they include them. That's cool that yeah. they did that. It also has the ABV and the IBUs on there, and it has the plateau 
at 16, which I think that's exactly the number you picked. Boom, bitch. So, on... I know my colors. <laughs> on the, <laughs> if we go just to the color of the beer, yes, the can's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of a caramely color. Yes. As I have said before, it is during the cooking stages of caramel. It's pretty much done at this point. It's like an orange caramel. Dark, dark. Depending on if you're doing softball thread or hardball. Um, we went with John Hammond's Amber Cane because we don't have a good 16 geeky color. Like, E.T.'s... So maybe John Amber's King should be moved up to 16. Maybe. But then we need a 17. <sighs> Give this E.T.'s middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> I like that better, actually. <laughs> That's what my 16 is now. Um, I don't know. My nose is kind of running, so I'm not sure if I'm going to smell it very well. It has a fruity smell. It kind of reminds me of Brandy Slush after you add the 7-Up. Oh, yeah. I can see that. It's got like the citrusy from the Mm 7-Up, but the alcohol. And and then you smell the alcohol. Good point. Um, But you would only know that if you've had Brandy Slush. Brandy Brandy Slushes are delicious. A nice summer treat. Since I'm the only one that's allowed to drink it, I started drinking already. Um, you get the nice fruity notes on this one. It's pretty good. It's, it uh, has herbal and peachy hops. Uh, yes, peach. That's the fruit I was looking for. doesn't really smell too peachy. No, it just smells fruity. There's a nice hop bitterness afterwards, but it's not overly bitter. Obviously, 15 IBUs is pretty low, but it's, it's actually really good. It's supposed to be refreshing because it's a summer beer. We're, I was drinking this a little late. It took us a while to get to this episode. <laughs> I was supposed <laughs> we to were supposed to record this back in the summertime. But I don't know. The beer is still really good. On Rate Beer and Beer Advocate, there weren't enough check-ins for there to be a score or anything. But on Untapped, there are 267 ratings and the average is 3.61, which is all right not a lot of ratings no I, this must not be i would figure between a c- collaboration it would be available here and in ohio so yeah. there'd be twice as many people drinking it but maybe it's uh not that popular or just they didn't make that much most people drink it in a can there's 149 ratings there so how did you get this is this one of the beers this you was just like in target or something oh y'all need to start shopping at target <laughs> to get your beer apparently so let me get to my check-in i guess don't want to spend too much time on this. Got to get to the music. What do you think I'm going to give it? Without looking at what I'm doing. Um. Based on this, me saying I like it, I like the fruitiness and the hoppiness. I'm going to say a 375. Yeah, because I know you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really good. It's not perfect. Maybe it's the age. There is some kind of caramely maltiness to it, too. Maybe it's the color just giving me that flavor. But that's the only thing weird, like the mix of the peach flavor and the caramel notes. It's kind of odd. You don't smell it, but you, you, like that's what I taste. It's like you dipped a piece of peach in a caramel. And it's kind of odd, but that sounds delicious. Actually, <laughs> it makes me want to make a pie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is kind of peach pie. Um, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's if it's in your area. I think it's a good collaboration. It's one of my probably higher rated tax mans. They have some, like, strange Belgian beers and stuff. And I think I'll have to go back and look. Because we've had them on the the show before. I don't know what I scored them. But, yeah, this one's really good. So uh, check it out. Now, 
let's get on to the music after I hit check in. So I've got 50 tracks here, but they're all like 30 seconds long. I tried to pick some a piece from every track, and there are, what, 46 tracks? Yes, 46. Uh... Yeah. So I doubled up on a couple. I'm just going to start with the top. Maybe um, during the act break in the play, we'll get to our special wine. We've never had a wine on the show. Ooh. Okay. So the play starts with Hamilton in his homeland. Yes. Well, Burr starts the play, actually. But yeah. I, he, he's like the narrator. He And they kind of trade. It's not just Burr in the beginning. It is also George Washington. Yeah. Um, Everybody's kind of... All the characters are Yeah, introduced. they kind of all each have a little play. Even the women yep. um, sing about it. it. It introduces you to the entire cast in the first song. Yeah, it's great how they do that. And it kind of tells you the whole story in... Uh, all, less than four minutes. They they oh, yeah. go through the whole they thing. They did a very good really summary well. of um, the whole play in one song. <laughs> so if you want to listen to one song and one song only, listen to the first one. And it's a damn good song. Here, let's play a little clip. There would have been nothing left to do for someone less astute. He would have been dead and destitute without a cent or restitution. Started working, working for his late mother's landlord. Trading sugar cane and rum and all the things he can't afford. Scared for every book he can get his hands on. Planning for the future, see him now as he stands on the bow of a ship. Headed for a new land. In New York, you can be a new so, if you've ever wanted to hear uh, Aaron Burr rap about Alexander Hamilton, there you go. He just did. Uh, so, and if- that's in the song where um, this is after pretty much or everyone around him has abandoned him or and or died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the town—that's like halfway into the song. That's yeah. at the two-minute mark. The town rallies around to raise funds to send him to America because they see something in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's coming from literally nothing. Yeah, his, his town dad was, was gone. His mom died. Yeah, um, it's his cousin committed suicide. Committed suicide. <laughs> um, while while he she was supposed to be taking care mm-hmm. of him. <laughs> he she. I, I don't remember if it's a boy or girl. I don't remember either. Um, Yeah, so now he's headed to New York, where he can be a new man, where he can make something of himself. Yes, and he's very smart. That's Mm -hmm. the one thing you need to get from this, is Alexander Hamilton was very driven. He was very smart. He read a lot. He He worked nonstop. He literally never gave up. Like, people would tell him no, and he's like, yeah, screw you. Because he's never satisfied. Exactly. Um... And y'all get that um, little hints he was dropping. (laughs) (laughs) Two names of two different songs. Yeah. Um, But he was. I mean, people don't give him enough credit. I know I didn't. Yeah, nobody. Before this play, like, he was almost taken off of the $10 bill, which is. Well, they don't mention him. The money exists. Yeah. They don't really mention him in history books like they should. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I. I mean, other than him being on a $10 bill, I didn't realize the impact that he yeah. had on our life now. Really, the only thing people remembered about him was he died in a duel with Aaron Burr. And speaking of Aaron Burr, 
he goes to, he, Hamilton goes to New York, he meets Aaron Burr, and that's where we are in the second track. Second track is Aaron Burr, sir. Can I buy you a drink? That would be nice. While we're talking, let me offer you some free advice. Talk less. What? Smile more. <laughs> Don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. You want to get ahead. Yes. Fools who run their mouths off wind up dead. What time is it? Like I said. It's hard enough to sing along to the insulin. Yes. Um, but that guy going yo, 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 yo is John Lawrence. He dies in the play. So him saying fools that run their mouth, run their mouth off wind up dead. There are all these little, like, little I guess Easter you, eggs little, you can call like them Easter eggs, but foreshadowing, foreshadowing is the technical term, um, of what is to come. And, I mean, Lynn did this on purpose. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. This play is so intertwined. Even the characters, the characters that play two characters, two roles, yeah. it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know all the reasons, so I'm not going to state them, but, yeah. There's a bunch of it is laid out in the book Lin-Manuel wrote about the play. Which did you read? I read most of it. I read, like, all the lyric sheets with his little blurbs off to the side that explains, like, where this musical line Somebody was kind supposed of to read from. two books before we went and saw this play, and he <laughs> did not even read one. Well, I did my best. You didn't read either of them. <laughs> That's true. But it's like um, in Alexander Hamilton when the guy that plays John Lawrence and Philip says, I died for him. He died for him as both of those characters. Exactly. So it's like a double meaning there. And then in the beginning song, the all the girls say, we loved him. Mm-hmm. Or they actually say, I, I, I loved, loved him. him. And that is because... All of the sisters did love him, and plus Peggy, who also played Maria Reynolds, mm-hmm. loved him too. Yeah, they they all loved him. Yeah, and they they even say that they wanted to pretty much share him as a husband. <laughs> Join a harem. <laughs> um, so yeah, that leads us to my shot. Um, well, just to mention Aaron Burr once more, um, you see how much they differ in that song. Yeah. Between to him, smile more and talk, talk less, less and, and not smi- let and people smile. know like what you're thinking and Hamilton's just like you can't be serious like yeah I it, want people it, to know what I stand he, for he is very opinionated and is not afraid to tell people what he thinks or believes to where Aaron Burr is very reserved keeps to himself puts his head down just kind of goes with the flow and his moment to shine yeah. Okay, so my shot is where he meets the rest of his crew. With no defendants, I know the action in the street is exciting, but Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting, I've been reading and writing. We need to handle our financial situation. Are we a nation of states? What's the state of our nation? I'm past patiently waiting, I'm passionately smashing every expectation, every action's an act of creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. And I am not for the way my shot. In this version of history, 
Hamilton walks into a bar and meets Hercules Mulligan, Lafayette, and John Lawrence all at the same time. But in reality, <laughs> it was happen. years <laughs> in were, between. Yeah. And... Um, but, um, but we don't have years for this play. play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's already pretty long as it is. And then, like, they become friends, and they're all like, who is this guy? Because he just comes out of nowhere, and he's, like, spitting up all this stuff he wants to do and start a war. He wants to join the revolution. Revolution, yeah. Or rebellion, if you want to call it that. Um, Because he doesn't want to be a part of um, Britain anymore. He doesn't want to be under the king's control and doesn't believe that we should serve somebody who's all the way across the ocean and doesn't know anything about the people they tax you relentlessly and then turn around and run a spending spree exactly (laughs) um but yeah so that will lead us in uh to more of their escapades down the line between the four of them and the next song is The Story of Tonight. Yes. This is just like a little abbreviated song. It's not very long. Telling the story of tonight. Like a transition song. The story of tonight. a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. No matter what they tell you. Let's have another round tonight. Raise a glass to the four of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us Telling the story of tonight Let's have another round tonight They'll tell the story of tonight So, it, oh, go ahead. Oh, they actually reprised the song yes. a, a total of three times, I think, in the whole musical. Um, and it's just kind of that transition song to remind you that you know, no one can take your freedom away. They might try, but you fight for it. And if you fight for it, they can't take it. Mm-hmm. Even so, if you die during the fight, you still died you with fought, your freedom. Yeah. You fought honorably. So in the previous song, they're taking shots, literally. Yeah. And they're talking about not throwing away their shot. And they're also taking shots. And then this song, they're kind of sitting around with their glass, and raising a glass to freedom, okay. still sitting around at the same bar, I assume. And then just kind of talking about like how they're going to join the revolution and make a change, and they're not going to stand for this anymore. Then that leads us to the next song, The Skylar Sisters, where we get introduced to Eliza, Angelica, and Peggy. <laughs> something you'd say that. <laughs> Trust me. I've been reading Common Sense by Thomas Paine. So men say that I'm intense or I'm insane. You want a revolution? I want a revelation. So listen to my declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And when I meet Thomas Jefferson, <gasps> I'ma compel him to include women in the sequel. Work! Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive right now. Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be alive. So that first voice is Angelica. She's the oldest, the wittiest. <laughs> it's hard not to just spit the lyrics back up. She is the most present. Like, she she walks into the room and she has it. Yeah. Like, she is very confident. She is willing to speak her mind even as a woman back in that time, mm-hmm. you know. Women weren't supposed to do that. You're supposed to shut up and stay home. Yeah, but she also knows, like, since she is the oldest, she has she's the one that has to marry rich and like support the family basically. Yes, because 
they only had girls in their family mm-hmm. and their legacy has to be passed on yep. through someone. Um, then we got, that's enough on that. Um, they're going downtown to see all the guys at work. Yeah. <laughs> they want to see the commoners. Commoners. Um, they, we should mention this. Um, they're upper class. They're upper class. They're, their father has lots of money. Yeah. He's a senator or something. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then we have another short track. I don't have too much here to go into, but it's called Farmer Refuted. And it's basically an argument between a British guy and it's, Alexander Hamilton. It's the guy who is delivering the message the, from the king. The king's note. Yeah. And all that we've lost and you talk this about Congress does not speak for My me. dog speaks more eloquently it than me. A dangerous dream. Your mind is I the pray same. the king shows you his mercy. Is he in Jersey? For shameful the revolution. For shame. Repeat yourself again. I'm gonna scream. So what I didn't get about this track uh, when listening to it until we saw it is like Burr is trying to get Alexander out of there to not argue with this guy and mm-hmm. like him uh, Hercules and Lafayette are like getting Burr pulling him aside so Alexander can go confront this guy. Yeah, because they like that Alexander never backs down mm-hmm. that he's willing to speak his mind and and fight. Yeah, and Burr's just like, like, leave him go, let him be. <laughs> yeah, just let him talk. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And Hamilton's like, no, I'm going to stand up to this guy. Uh-huh. Um, then uh, the guys met introducing the king in that, the farmer. Yeah. And so we have the first visit from the king in the song, You'll Be Back. He doesn't, we should, he doesn't actually Trip. visit the U.S. It's just, it's. Like him sending a love letter Sending a letter to the nation, to the U.S. Yeah, but he's like singing a love song, like a lost love song to America, basically. And Lin-Manuel chooses to use, like, the British invasion style of music to represent the king. It's very, the first time hearing this, I was like, it reminds me of the Beatles. Exactly. That's what he was going for. Every king song reminds me of the of a beatles mm-hmm. song and i mean the king songs were always my favorite mm-hmm. when i first listened to this now a few others have crept their way and <laughs> really but the, i'm curious to see what those are but uh the king uh he uh, was my favorite character from the beginning mm-hmm. and then i fell He's in fine. love with uh lafayette and duffy Davis. david david Diggs. Diggs. Yeah, I agree. So essentially the king is mad because... They're refuting. Yeah, they're rebelling against him. They're not going to pay the taxes anymore and stuff. And they're about to go to war, or maybe the war has already started. I think the, the rebellion has already started. Yeah. And then 
uh, I think this one we finally get introduced to George Washington. Yes. In the Right Hand Man, track eight. Can I be real a second for just a millisecond? Let down my guard and tell the people how I feel a second. Now I'm the model of a modern major general, the venerated Virginian veteran whose men are all lining up to put me up on a pedestal, writing letters to relatives embellishing my elegance and eloquence. But the elephant is in the room. The truth is in your face when you hear the British cannons go. Any hope of success is fleeting. How can I keep leading when the people I'm leading keep retreating? So that is our leader, commander, George Washington. <laughs> yeah. um, General George. General at this point, yes. He's not the president yet. We haven't got there. But he... Uh, everybody, though, that... He's, he's the leader. Is following the rebellion. He, I mean, he, everybody looks to him. Yeah. And he, there, he needs help in getting supplies and he needs... Because one person can't do the whole job. He needs a right-hand man is what they're alluding to, and that right-hand man is Alexander Hamilton. Even though Aaron Burr first... <laughs> walks in. Walks in to... and offers help. <laughs> George Washington just kind of looks at him like, yeah, okay, brah, yeah. get out. I enjoy seeing your strategy play out. But Hamilton walks in, he offers him the job, and, and Hamilton, Hamilton almost doesn't, doesn't take, take it. Because he, he wants to fight. He wants to lead a battalion. Yeah, not... he, he literally wants to fight. Yeah, and... Washington just wants him to write to Congress to get more supplies. Be his liaison. Because he's a good writer and everything, and he can talk, and he can argue, and he can get stuff done, but he just wants to lead. And he's like a semi-mastermind. Like, he knows how how to get away with things. He was stealing cannons earlier in this song from the British forces. So, like, he's good at doing that, but he's also... It'd be more useful... With his role with Washington than just leading an army. Anybody can lead. And, well, not anyone. And in part of the song, they go to, um, I'm not going to throw away my shot. Yeah. So they bring that yeah, back around. Yeah, he said, like, he finally joins the, his, the, his staff in, by saying, I'm not throwing away my shot. So he throws that back in there. Then we have track nine, A Winter's Ball, which is just a little short transition song. It's where they say that the Schuyler sisters meet all the soldiers. Right hand of the father. Washington hires Hamilton right on sight. But Hamilton still wants to fight, not right. Now Hamilton's skill with the quill is undeniable. But what do we have in common? We're reliable with the ladies. There are so many to deflower. Ladies. Looks proximity to power. So again, that's Aaron Burr. He's upset with Hamilton because he Hamilton got the, got the job he wanted. And that leads to Pretty much everything Aaron Burr, whatever Aaron Burr wants, Hamilton ends yeah. up getting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's all like, oh, well, 
yeah, I'm going to marry a Skylar yeah. sister because back in the Skylar sisters, he actually like he hits on a, Eliza or uh, Angelica. Angelica, and then in Winter's Ball, he says, "If you can marry a Skylar sister, you're set." And he's and You'd be rich Hamil- son. Yeah, and Hamilton's like, "Is it a matter of which one, or if, or which, which one?" one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's Eliza singing "Helpless" because. You know, she, she sees was Hamilton and is in love right away. And pretty much, I think it sounds like m- most of the women wanted him. <laughs> yeah, because Angelica goes over and talks to him initially. So, I want to say this before you play Satisfied. So, before we actually watched it, watched the play. No, I wasn't compli- okay. like co- confused. I... I just was like, why are they... Why did they go over this again? Mm-hmm. So, in Helpless, uh, it's Eliza's perspective of how she felt towards mm-hmm. Alexander and, like, how things went. And then with... Because she basically says dibs on Alexander. And then Eliza, or Angelica goes over and talks to him. And then she probably would have took him, but she looks back and sees Eliza. And she's like, oh, she's helpless. I Then goes over and introduces her to Yeah. And too. Satisfied is from Angelica's standpoint about what happened mm-hmm. with all of them and they actually like in helpless you know they play everything out and then in satisfied when you hear the rewind mm-hmm. they're actually literally walking backwards into back yeah. the positions that they started in which i thoroughly love that it's like, great how they did that they like, reset the whole scene back to how it was a you ago. hear it in the music but you're like okay well they're it's a rewinding mm-hmm. sound but until you see it, you're like, and the oh stage my god, they rotates too to even like play on that even more. Yeah, they actually walked backwards and got back to their positions that they started in. Yeah, I love that mm-hmm. part. So in Helpless, they meet, they fall in love, get engaged. Yep, and then satisfied is their wedding, but then they rewind back to Helpless. So mm-hmm. let's just play that. So this is what it feels like to match wit with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling of freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franklin with the key and a kite. You see it, right? The conversation lasted two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything we said in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a dance. A bit of a posture, it's a bit of a stance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'ma give it a chance. I asked about his family. Did you see his answer? His hands started fidgeting. He looked askance. He's penniless. He's flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Peach fuzz. So all that's happening in that two-line scene where she meets Hamilton and then turns around and sees Eliza is helpless. Yeah. And Angelica felt a connection with him right away, mm-hmm. but sees that, you know, her her little sister has fallen for him too, and so she steps aside because... She's never going to be satisfied with just one person. Yeah. Because she wants more. She wants to do more. And she doesn't she want anybody to hold her back. That he's also penniless. So she technically shouldn't be marrying him anyway. She's supposed to be marrying somebody rich. Because oh. that's the way things worked back then. Yep. Um, anything else? They get married. And then it ends with, like, to the groom, to the bride. And then that leads us to the story of tonight reprise where, like... The Hamilton guys are and his congratulating are Hamilton. Around. Yep. 
It's alright, Burr. I wish you'd brought this girl with you tonight, Burr. You're very kind, but I'm afraid it's unlawful, sir. What do you mean? She's married. I see. She's married to a British officer. Oh, shit. Congrats again, Alexander. Smile more. I'll see you on the other side of the war. I will never understand you. If you love this woman, go get her. What are you waiting for? So, Alexander is sitting with Lafayette, Hercules, and Lawrence. And they're all saying, congratulations, um, you'll never be free again because <laughs> you're married now. Yeah. You're fighting for freedom, but you just got locked down, so you're not actually ever free. Yeah, and now... Uh... Even George Washington says that, too, because he's married, and yeah. he, like in the congratulations, he's like, I think he's the one who who says you're never going to be free again mm-hmm. or something like that. Um And they're also like, oh, now you're rich. You went from being poor, bro, and now you're rich. And then Burr walks in. Alone. Alone. This is all didn't happen in real life. None of these people were at his wedding. Yeah. I don't think he knew him at this point, but we're just playing along. Um, and my favorite part is when Lafayette's like, you are the worst, Burr. Lafayette's yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, got a girlfriend named Thea Dojo. We'll and meet her later. as he's heard in that little re- reprise that, She's, She's married. married to a British officer. <laughs> Which is... Whew. Yeah. I actually read about her earlier today. Um, she was actually... I think she was American. She was, like, on America's side. She was actually had, like, troops stay at her house, like, whenever they were doing that. George Washington stayed there. Hamilton stayed there. Burr stayed there. That's how they met. Then once her husband died, they actually got married. They had a daughter named theodosia did she die did you figure that out like that's the which one which thi- one the old theodosia or child the theodosia? mom because i thought yes. she died she died when child no, no uh she died that's the way I, th- I think theodosia the her the daughter was like four or five when she died oh okay um there's actually a hamilton mixtape that just came out about that oeh it's a deleted, is it the it, one that Sarah Burrell yeah, listed? I haven't listened a, to it yet. It's a deleted track from that Lynn wrote for the musical that she just finally sang it. Um, but when old or baby Theodosia turned, or and it wasn't, well, I think she was like 29, she got lost at sea and never saw him again. Shit. Yeah. Anyways, a little history about Theodosia, a character we haven't met yet. We're about to. <laughs> um, where are we at? We're... We're wait at 13. It. Wait for it. Okay. One of my favorites. Yeah. This is Burr singing. So I think we forgot to mention in Aaron Burr's sir, Burr's also an orphan, but yes, his parents were rich, that. so he comes from money. Yes. Um, his parents were very educated and very wealthy. So uh, Hamilton's got nothing to lose, but Burr's got like a legacy to protect. 
here again in this song we see Burr getting angry with Hamilton because he's getting all of these benefits. Like he he keeps going for everything because he's keeps fighting getting for everything. He's fighting for what he and wants. And Burr's just sitting back and watching and getting more and more angry as the play goes on. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. He he's just a very angry guy. <laughs> um, but he's got a great voice. Yes, he does. Uh, Fourteen. Stay alive. This. Um, is actually taking place during the war. Like, they're fighting. It's not going well. He's not coming. But, sir, Alex, listen, there's only one way for us to win this. Provoke outrage. Outright. That's right. Don't engage. Strike by night. Remain relentless till their troops take flight. Make it impossible to justify the cost of Uh the fight. Outrun. Outrun. Outlast. Outlast. Hit him quick, get out fast. Stay alive until this horror show is past. We're gonna fly a lot of flags half mast. Raise a glass. It's a it's pretty much just literally about how they're fighting the war. Um And they're losing. And there's not much They don't have any supplies, like Hamilton sends Lafayette to get guns and ships from France. Well, ask like he's like Lafayette. Like, do you think France can mm-hmm. fund us anything? Like, send us something. We need some help. We're, we're going to so, lose. Yeah, basically, they're just trying to stay alive and like. Because make... at this point in the war, they will lose if they yeah. continue. They're hiding and like sneaking up on them and just trying to make it the cost of the fight not worth it for England anymore. And our next song is 15, is called Ten Dual Commandments. Yeah. And... So Charles Lee is giving command instead of Hamilton. Yes, because Washington wants him to do something else, and... Charles Lee's not a good leader. Yes. (laughs) He um, has a history of not doing what he's told Mm -hmm. and doing the opposite. He's just run scared most of the time. Everyone attack, retreat, attack. And then he's on the side saying stuff behind Washington's back. like we Saying can't... that he's a horrible leader. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to get us all killed. So that leads to... Hamilton a... wants to... To duel Charles Lee. But can't because he... Got a direct command from George Washington to stand down. Exactly. And since Hamilton is very loyal to Washington, like to, to a fault almost... Mm. Uh, He's like, well, I can't. I so can't disobey an order. So um, John Lawrence is like... Fine, then I'll do it. Yeah, I have your back, you know. I'll do anything from for you. Like, they had a I very... I there's there's... There's rumors, rumors that they were gay <laughs> for this day. Yeah. You know, they were really good friends, and then, you know, you get lonely. Things are some cold. of the <laughs> Yeah, some of the letters they wrote to each other, like... It, it seems like they might have had more than just a friend relationship. Yeah, they might have been just, you know, either gay for this day or, you know, actually did have feelings for each other. Which makes that deleted track, well, it's live track even more sad. Yes. It's the only track that's in the play but not on the album. Yes. Okay, Ten Dueled Commandments. Alexander. Aaron Burr, sir. Can we agree the duels are dumb and immature? Sure, but your man has to answer for his words, Burr. 
With his life? We both know that's absurd, sir. Hang on, how many men died because Lee was inexperienced and ruinous? Okay, so we're doing this. Number nine! Look him in the eye, ain't no higher. Summon all the courage you require. Count! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so that is based on a rap song. I can't remember what it's called. It's the Ten Rap Commandments or something like that. It's like follows the same beat and everything. Um, but yeah, they go through each step. Number one, I don't remember them all. You yeah you you were like, can you name the Ten Commandments? I was like, yes. No. <laughs> I know. Send in your second. See if they can set set the record Work straight. Straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, yeah. But basically. Um, have a doctor on site, you know, take your 10 paces, check your gun, do yeah. all that stuff. But there's 10 of them. I don't remember what they all are. Which we should, because we've listened to the album a million and a half yeah, times. Yeah, I can sing along to it, but I can't say I'm out just off the top of my head. People will say things at work, and then I start singing mm-hmm. Hamilton in my head, and I'm like, if I tried to say this out loud, <laughs> somebody would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But in the track... Um, Charles Lee loses. He gets shot in the side. Yep. Washington. He doesn't die though. Washington's upset. He and because Washington is a very honorable man, from what this play makes him seem. I don't know a bunch about Washington's history, but he he respects anyone that fights with him, yeah. and he's not going to be like, "Well, you're a piece of shit." George Washington get the like, fuck out. Don't worry about what this guy says about me. People say stuff about me all the time. Like it's not your job to fight for me, and like I put this part of the track in here because later Aaron Burr and Hamilton duel each duel. other, and here the talk, Burr's like it's dumb and immature. Why are we doing this? But later he challenges <laughs> him to a duel. Yeah. Like and then um, also later Philip is kind of. Uh, Hamilton's son, which is not well, kind of is his son. He'll come up later, but he um, challenges someone to a duel for talking about Alexander behind his back. Yeah. So it's like so much exactly his, like his father. Exactly. Uh, track sixteen, meet me inside. So George Washington comes out and, and it's pissed. So, so he has to have a meeting with Alexander. Shut him up, son. I'm not your son. Watch your tone. I am not a maiden in need of defending. Charles Lee, Lee, Thomas Conway, these men take your name and they rake it through the mud. My name's been through a lot. I can take Well, I don't have your name. I don't have your titles. I don't have your land. But if you know, if you gave me command of a battalion, a group of men to lead, I could fly above my station after the war. Or you could die, and we need you alive. I'm more than willing to die. Your wife needs you alive. Son, I need you alive. Call me son one more time. Go home, Alexander. Yes, that is the end of the song. (laughs) Go home. And as you can kind of just tell from that little clip, Washington has kind of taken a liking to Mm -hmm. Hamilton, like taking him under his wing, and he looks at him as almost a son Mm -hmm. and a co-worker and a... Washington knows things that Hamilton does not, exactly. which we find we, out in, in the, the next, next track, song. But yeah, Hamilton. Well, he says. Well, George Washington says you need people need you alive. Your wife needs you alive, and he keeps calling him son. And then we learn in the next track he has a son, or he will shortly. Yes, 
And that is called, I'll, that would be enough. This is number 17. Peace of mind, if you could let me inside your heart. Oh, let me be a part of the narrative in the story they will write someday. Let this moment be the first chapter where you decide to stay. When she says stay right there, that's like one of my favorite moments in the whole play. <laughs> she has she like a, hits a, that note. She has a wonderful voice. And she's begging Alexander to stay home. Like, I am pregnant now. We have a family to worry about. And yes. he has to go back and finish. But she job. also knows that um, he will keep fighting until the fight is won, mm-hmm. which she says. But she doesn't mean. She. Yeah. she she acknowledges it, but she doesn't agree with yeah. it. She tells Washington she's pregnant and asks him to send Alexander home, but she doesn't tell Alexander because she knows he wouldn't come. He wouldn't come home. Like, yes, he wants to be a father, but he he wants to win the war more. Which, I mean, he will. we will see soon that mm-hmm. he always chooses work over family. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yes. But... Then we go to track 18, Guns and Ship. Which is my favorite song. <laughs> I love... I This is my favorite part of the whole play, this little snippet I grabbed. But Lafayette returns with the supplies that he went to for France. And here we go. He's constantly confusing, confounding the British henchmen. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman! Lafayette! I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats, weather with blood stains. Lafayette! I'm never gonna stop until I make him drop a brand of mother's cattle and remain down. Put them off at sea. And that is the reason I have fallen in love <laughs> with Duffy Diggs is that rap right there. Yeah. When we first meet Lafayette in my shot, he's like barely, super French. Yeah, and... he barely knows English. He's rapping really slow and kind of stumbling over words like what how, how you say <laughs> yeah. doing stuff like that. And then Anarchy. He spends a little bit of time with Alexander and now he's like the fastest rapper in the play and like it's just amazing how Alexander rubs off on all of these people that he's met yes. throughout his life. Um then so they got the supplies they need from Lafayette. But they they're still, still fighting. Yeah, and they still need something else, which they get to later in the song. They need uh, George Washington's right-hand man back. Yes, because he is still at home with Eliza yeah. at this point. So um, Washington sends for Ham- Hamilton. And, well, it's Lafayette who tells Washington, exactly. I, you know, There's we're missing something. We need. we need somebody. Hamilton! <laughs> like, uh, trying, to, trying to not be like, hey... Will you just get him back it's here? Fluent in French and <laughs> <laughs> like, we need this now. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to tell you and what to do. Eventually, Washington's like, "Yeah, I know." He sends for uh, Hamilton, tells him, "I have a troop for you to command." Yes, troops. He's are getting what he always wanted in the wanted. field for you, and then he also tells him, like, which leads us to our next track. History has its eyes on you. Yes, and he's like. 
I'll just play this song. This is track 19. Let me tell you what I wish I'd known When I was young and dreamed of glory You have no control Who lives, who dies, who tells your story I know that we can win I know that greatness lies in you But remember from here on in History has its eyes on you. So, you, most people will not pick this up listening to it for the 10th, 15th, mm-hmm. 20th time. Because I, I, it took me a long time. When they sing Who Tells Your Story, it's actually Eliza mm-hmm. who's saying it. That's the female voice. Yeah. And... That's the thing. There's little hints like that throughout the whole musical. You won't pick up until you're like, oh my god. You have to listen to it and like recognize the voices and exactly like what it means underneath of just what the words are. Because we'll figure out why she sings that mm-hmm. part later. But uh, Washington tells Hamilton about how his first battle, he led his troops into a massacre, which is true story. Like yeah. Um, and he's, and it's also very poignant. Like, you don't get to decide what your legacy is. History, yeah. is history is written, written by the people around yeah. you, not by you. So you can do your best to like do everything right, but that doesn't mean shit. Like when it comes down to it. Yeah. And so after Hamilton rejoins, then they start winning, and the next song is called Yorktown The World Turned Upside Down I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory This is where it gets me On my feet the enemy ahead of me If this is the end of me at least I have a friend with me Weapon in my hand a command of my men with me Then I remember my allies is expecting me Not only that my allies is expecting We gotta go gotta get the job done Gotta start a new nation gotta meet my son um, I actually have a second part to this track because Lafayette had his little solo earlier. Uh-huh. I had to give Hercules his. Yes. <laughs> it's your favorite. How did we know that this plan would work? We had a spy on the inside. That's right. Hercules Mulligan! spying on the British government. I take the measurements, information, and then I smuggle it. Huh? To my brother's revolutionary covenant. I'm under with the sons of liberty, and I am loving it. See, that's what happens when you up against the ruffians. We in the shit now. Somebody's got to shovel it. Hercules Mulligan, I need no introduction. When you knock me down, I get the fuck back up again. <laughs> So Hercules is your favorite. <laughs> I thought he was great. Um, which he was, his slave was actually one of the first spies. Yeah. That was taking um, information back and forth, and that reminds me of the AMC show Turn. Oh yeah. That I have tried to watch. It's kind of boring. Multiple times, and I just can't do it. Like I love history shows. I'm boring like that, but that show I cannot get into, and I want to yeah. because it's about the spies mm-hmm. during it's this a really time. Cool story, it's just not done well on that show. But in my shot, we learn Hercules is a tailor 
he makes pants. Yes. Well, he's a he's a tailor for anyone. Yeah. Like he tailors everyone's uniforms for the British troops. Yeah. Like and then he, he steals their information and gives it back. Yeah, and, like, he does this knowing that the consequences are death Mm -hmm. if it's figured out. And then he, you know, he has to involve his slave into it going, okay, well, I'm not only going to kill myself, but I'm going to kill my slave, too. Which, you know, back then, some people prized their slaves and other people didn't. So I'm not sure how he felt about it, but, I mean, that's a big burden to carry Mm -hmm. that you are potentially killing not only yourself, but your faithful servant and your family. Because, I mean, if the British troops find out, they'll kill you. Yeah. You're, you're dead. And uh, he was one of the Sons of Liberty, which is also something that should probably be made into a movie or something. But it's a great historical story, too. And is it weird that when I picture, like, Hercules Mulligan or Lafayette, I picture these guys and not, like, the <laughs> Not people. old white guys? Yeah. I'm like, no, why would he have a slave? He's a black guy. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's hard because you know history, uh, American history is built by old white guys. Mm-hmm. And this play makes you see them as not white guys and not boring, like, you're like, oh, they seem super interesting. And it's like, oh, no, they're one of those yeah. powdered wig wearing motherfuckers. I see a picture of George Washington. And I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, that is what George Washington looks like. Not a bald black guy. <laughs> it's like I listened to this play too many times that it's, I'm forgetting what they really yeah. are. Um, so they win the war in this track. And then that leads us to another song by the king. And it's called What Comes Next. What comes next? You've been freed. Do you know how hard it is to lead? You're on your own. Awesome. Wow. Do you have a clue what happens now? Oceans rise. Empires fall. It's much harder when it's all your call. All alone. When your people say they hate you, don't come crawling back to me. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. So, yep, that's just a nice little interlude. That's a breakup song between yeah. the king and America. Yeah, which the king is very sour. <laughs> and then at the end, he says, "If he had a nuclear bomb in that time, he would have set it off in America." Mm-hmm. Because he was that kind of royally pissed. But at the end of one of his songs, he says, when you're gone, I'll go mad. And that's yes. uh, alluding to the fact that he's called Mad King George <laughs> in <laughs> history. <laughs> um, and I, in one of the interviews uh, with Lynn, Lynn excuse me, <laughs> uh, God, what was it on? I, I forget. I was watching. Um, but when Lynn watch the play with prince harry oh yeah he was like oh man what what are they gonna think i'm talking shit mm-hmm. about his family are they gonna <laughs> it's be like mad? his great 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 grandfather or something yeah like, like it like it's a direct relative yeah. of prince harry and the queen then we get to dear theodosia that name i mentioned about an hour ago yep burr's burr's woman Bur- yeah, and 
daughter. And daughter have the same. Hamilton also. It's Burr and Hamilton singing to their children. Come of age with our young nation. We'll beat and fight for you. We'll make it right for you. If we lay a strong enough foundation, we'll pass it on to you. We'll give the world to you and you'll blow us all away. Now, I'm going to say this. I was a little disappointed with this scene yeah. in the play. In the they're play. just kind of standing there singing. They're standing there, and then they have these really oversized chairs that they sit in. Yeah. And I wanted them singing to a bassinet that had a child in it. Yeah. Like, not, obviously, not a real baby, guys. They like, could have just a, had an empty crib up there, and we wouldn't have known. But, like, just yeah, have something just, there that they're like, singing to. Like, with a to. swaddled blanket, like, actually then singing to their children. Like, I I wanted that. But, I didn't want them sitting in a chair singing to us. I wanted them singing yeah. to a child. I think the reason they did it is because we're his children. Yes. The, the nation is his child, so he's singing to us. And at the same time, he's singing. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, he should have started singing to the child, I think, and then started singing to the audience. Like, yeah. Like, it would have been cool that way, too. But, I mean, they did what they did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, how can I critique too hard? You know, they Lynn won, has like, how much money, and Tony's. how much money do I have? So, <laughs> obviously, I don't know as well as he does. Which brings us to. Our last, last song of the first act called Nonstop, and it is all about Alexander Hamilton and coming home and having a kid and starting work and yeah, trying to... this is what he's starting to do after the war. I got two songs here, so let me see what this first one is. Two clips of the same. Yeah. He goes and proposes his own form of government. What? His own plan for a new form of government. What? Talks for six hours. The convention is listless. Right, young man. Yo, who the F is this? Why do you always say what you believe? Why do you always say what you believe? Every proclamation guarantees free ammunition for your enemies. Why do you ride like it's going out of style? Ride day and night like it's going out of style. Hamilton goes back to New York. Becomes a lawyer. Practices law. Burr works next door. As a lawyer. As a lawyer. And they... They come to head-to-head multiple times. Yeah. Start fighting again. But this time as prosecution and defense. And Hamilton is chosen for the national convention Uh or whatever. And he talks for six hours. That's what that part of the song was. Yes. And And he wants to to fix the government. mm -hmm. He wants to make it better. And, you know, people don't like change, period. They don't. Yeah. And they were like, why do you think you know better than us? Like, ha- Yeah. Hamilton just always acts like he's the smartest. He just keeps talking. He pretends like nobody's as good as he is. Essentially, Hamilton goes to Burr, says, you're a better lawyer than me. I need your help to defend this new... Constitution that... Yeah. has been written because if you've ever read the constitution there's a lot of questionable things then defend it and what if you're backing the wrong horse burr 
studied and we fought and we killed for the notion of a nation we now get to build. For once in your life, take a stand with pride. I don't understand how you stand to the side. I'll keep all my plans close to my chest. off to London. Yes, Angelica uh, goes to London, married some boring rich guy <laughs> because that's what she had to do yeah. to keep her money. And then Alexander writes, or he comes up with the idea it, for the Federalist Papers. That's why he came to Burr. Yeah. Is cause he, he wants help doing that. But instead he goes to John Jay and James Madison, I think. Yeah. But John Jay dies after writing five. Uh, James Madison writes, writes 25. 20, and then Hamilton writes the other 51. 51. Um, then Washington becomes president. Ham, he goes up to Hamilton and says, like, I need you on my staff. Hamilton's like, treasury or state. Like, he he doesn't even say yes. He's like, what do you want me to do? Treasury or yeah, state? Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. And, he, and Washington's all it's like, like, still trying well, to convince him. <laughs> like, you know, I know it's going to be a lot of work, and it's going to take. He's like, I don't, treasury or state? Yes, like, <laughs> I. He's pretty much saying, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Which one about my family right now? I want one of these positions. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to build this nation with or without you. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then Eliza, at the end of the song goes to Hamilton and says, you can't go join George Washington. I need you at home. Like, yeah. I need you by my side. I need your help mm-hmm. raising our children and, you know, making a family. And Hamilton is worried about... The nation he created. The cre- nation yeah. that he's, help- he's, he's helping gotta, create. And Instead of raising his children, he's trying to raise this nation, so... But like we said earlier, Hamilton will always choose work yeah. will, over his family. He will never be satisfied. Yes. <laughs> he keeps like chasing li- uh, something else. But the Federalist Papers leads us nicely into my wine, which comes from the Federalist. So let me get that ready, and we'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Cutter. Tony. Ross, Joel, and Clint from Three Beers In, a proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Each episode, we review a local Austin craft beer and talk about Cloven Bananas, references I don't get, and Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. So tune in, crack open a beer, and hang out with us. Find us on hoppedupnetwork.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, or on threebeersinpodcast.com. This This is is the the podcast. (laughs) All right, so... We are back with our out wine, I guess. Yeah, not really a beer. It's a wine. It's a wine time instead of a. And the reason is because it has Alexander Hamilton on the label and it's named The Federalist. Yeah, from the Federalist Winery, I think. Um, I'm not sure if that's the actual name of the winery. Um, but. A little bit about this wine. Alexander Hamilton was a man of many curious curiosities and talents. 
In his spirit, this classic Zinfandel embraces the uniquely American tradition of aging in charred bourbon barrels. Sourced from Mendocino County? Mendocino. Mendocino County. The Federalist Bourbon Barrel Age Zinfandel. So it's not just the Zinfandel. And it's the 2014 edition. I didn't mention that. Um, is a dark purple color. Smoky and vanilla notes from the bourbon barrels come through along with spice, dark cherry, and cola notes. This wine has a good entrance feeling with the mouth um, with juicy Zinfandel fruit and spice spiciness. The finish is long and smooth, making this a thoroughly enjoyable wine. The blend is 93% Zimbadel, 3% Cabernet. Cabernet. Cabernet Sauvignon. 2% Merlot. 2% Maybach. Malbec. Malbec. Aromas and flavors of black fruit, smoke, caramel, and vanilla. And a little bit um, that's on the bottle. It says aged in bourbon barrels. Bourbon barrels. Aged in bourbon barrels for six months. Yes, Alexander Hamilton met his demise at the end of a smoking gun. All the more reason to bring a savory hint of smoke to the classic Zinfandel that celebrates his spirit. Source from Mendocino. Gosh. It's hard to say. Yeah. When you read it. Yeah. Source from Mendocino County. <laughs> County's hard word to say, too. County. Source from Mendocino County. This Ziffendale is aged in bourbon barrels for six months and features big, bold, raspberry, black pepper, and a rich vanilla flavor. Um, some product details. The bottle size, 750 milliliters. Typical wine bottle, I think. Correct. Um, grape variety, Zinfandel Petite Sarah. And Merlot. Merlot. I know. <laughs> Alcohol percentage, 15.5. Uh, IBUs are unknown. <laughs> um, fermentation. Different blocks were fermented separately to preserve ideal characteristics of each. Each block spends an average of 12 days on the skins. Well, I, I'm not that much of a wine connoisseur. <laughs> I was Getting into wine at the end of my drinking alcohol stages. And I thoroughly enjoyed most wines. Um, You like the sangria? I I was a sangria fan. And I I liked my sweeter wines. Drier wines just made me feel like I was licking bark. Yeah. And I, I, I hear the more you get into wine, the more you like the dry wine. But... If something tastes like bark, I really don't want anything to do with it. Uh, but uh, my friend Kylie is a big wine drinker. And Kayla. And, well, Kayla doesn't drink as much as she used well, to. Well, not Mom she, Kayla, but... Yeah, Mom her, Kayla. but mom, younger days. But pre-Mom Kayla, she liked her wine. Um, it says aging six months in American oak barrels and then finished six months in the bourbon barrels. So it's aged for a whole entire year. Uh, you mentioned Hamilton's on the bo- or the label. Correct. It's kind of a. It kind of looks like the old the, paper. It looks like an old paper. Well, it's, like I think it's, it's this picture from the ten dollar bill. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, it looks like a classy, yeah, the old like you said. I like how like the. It e- looks like it's like tea dyed. Yeah, I like how the eagles like embossed 
Yes. It's like a little bumpy in that spot and like with the, some of the words. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Yes. They have a very classy one. And now looking at this, I think the one that they had at Sobros. And I'm going to give Sobros a shout out <laughs> right now because kind of pulled a dick move. <laughs> I had them order some wine and then I got it somewhere else. So I called and I was like, hey, I didn't need the wine. And they were so nice. I felt so bad. But it's like... I don't want you to order it because this other store has it right here. Yeah. But I think the other bottle, I think Sobro, and this is in Indianapolis. Sobro, Spirits, Wine, and Craft Beer. Uh, I On think 56, they might. 56th Street, I think. 50, is it 50? Something like that. Right. It's over there. 56 or 52nd Street. It's next to a gas station. It's kind of sketchy looking at first, but then you go in and people are really nice. Um,. But I think they might have had the 2015 one. Interesting. So now I feel like I sh- should have probably bought that. But now I'm going to make my husband into a wine drinker <laughs> just so I can have these cool bottles. Um, see, I added this picture to the document. This is the picture that came up on their website for the barrel-aged Zinfandel. And it's not... Hamilton's not featured at all. I wonder if this is maybe from their first one and they well, added I thought Hamilton? this one I saw a picture where it said 2015 on it so but you oh. said you saw the 2015 version I think hand. that was the 2015 so, I don't know who knows we'll have to go back and do more research but they started making this I think in 2012 the Zinfandel maybe when Hamilton play came out maybe that's when they added the faces Could I'm be. not sure and you were right it is the Federalist Vineyards in Rutherford California oh. If you really like wine, obviously Northern California is the place that you should go the most. For more on that, I've got a little more information. The roots of Zinfandel began to take hold in the United States just as the Federalists were establishing our nation's independence. This Dry Creek Valley estate-grown Federalist Zinfandel. So, I don't know, they're on this estate, but they're also known as the Federalists, so I'm not sure what name they're, they're going by. But is an ode to this noble grape and a celebration of its decidedly American origin. The robust fruit, bright berry fruit character, and lively acidity speak to its distinct characteristics of these bold, strong vines that are inseparable, intertwined with the history history of of the the United United States States itself. You were struggling. I wanted I to help you. I, I got lost <laughs> but in there. Uh, the Federalist Vineyards are located in Sonoma. Son- Sonoma. 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 Sonoma County, California, owned and managed by the Turletto family. They have positioned the winery. I haven't even started drinking the wine yet. <laughs> this is completely sober. You haven't even had any beer. Uh-uh. Yes, I did. I had that tax man earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they have positioned the winery to produce single vineyard and estate wines with focus on Zinfandel. The Federalist is sourced from 100% estate grown new vines on the estate. That's kind of redundant. That last paragraph's your responsibility now. You okay. laughed at me. The Federalist packaging features the leader and most famous Federalist in American history, 
Alexander Hamilton. The Federalists believed in strong national governments, supported modernized manufacturing industrial development, and the use of tariff to fund the Treasury. They supported the National Bank of the United States and the funding national and state debts incurred during the Revolutionary War. In foreign affairs, the Federalists opposed the French Revolution and saw a strong army and navy. A few other Federalists, James Man- Man or Sam. James Madison, Virginia, John Jay, New York, George Washington, Virginia, and John Adams. Sit down, you fat mother from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. All right, let's finally get to this wine. It's kind of purple it's really it's a red, dark it's a very dark red violet it is i from what my understanding of wines is it's a dark red wine mm-hmm. so it's good for your heart so drink a glass a day or a bottle <laughs> i know people that can drink bottles not me that's a lot of wine there um you're yeah, drunk I- afterwards but i'm 15% alcohol <laughs> god definitely kill me if i drink the whole bottle uh i don't have a color on my color wheel that represents this dark of a purple no just think a very dark grape yeah a raisin think of a raisin yeah it's a raisin color smells fruity it smells like wine Mm, it smells like wine (laughs) (laughs) it definitely smells moose enjoys a good wine she uh would like to indulge (laughs) but she's not old enough or a human there's a lot of berries on the nose I feel like smelling it, it would make a wonderful wine slushie. Yes. Back when I could drink. I'd definitely drink that. Ooh. And I just like swoosh them around. Swoosh. Our glasses are not big enough for swooshing. (laughs) (laughs) Or you filled it too full. Yeah, you're only supposed to fill them a little bit. Mmm. It's kind of weird. I'm not a wine person, so I don't know what I'm supposed to taste here. (laughs) It's a dry wine. I will tell you that. I know I'm not supposed to drink it, <laughs> and I might regret it. Sip. I may. I took the littlest sip ever, but it like dried my mouth out yeah. instantly. It's and it's got a, the alcohol burn a little bit too. Yeah. Well, fifteen percent. Exactly. Dear Lord. <laughs> I mean, you sissies are drinking these seven percent, and here's fifteen percent. Definitely the highest alcohol we've had on the show. This is to get you drunk. The more look classy. <laughs> yeah, the more I drink of it, I'm enjoying it more. The, the initial taste is kind Isn't of like it, is it, really strong. Is it Keith that likes the bourbon barrel? Keith and Dustin. Keith and Dustin. I feel like they would probably enjoy this because of the bourbon barrel. Because yeah. you do get the alcohol yeah, from it. There's a little of that bourbon flavor in, still in there, too. Mm-hmm. And, and there's like vanilla, I, smoky I'm, vanilla. I'm not going to lie. The aftertaste is really good. Yeah, that's why I keep drinking it. Because like, the initial taste is shocking but the yeah. more you drink it that goes away and you're just yeah. left with kind of like that this is why people leftover. drink a lot of wine is it ends up tasting like juice after you keep drinking it and so then the next thing you're a wine now and then just a drunk after a while <laughs> like the uh there's a little burn on the back of the throat <laughs> <laughs> from the alcohol that gets worse the more you drink of it but the flavor is actually really good yeah it um it almost makes me want to 
dive back into drinking, <laughs> but the ramifications of drinking are very current in my mind, and I don't like you that. You gotta go through all your allergy shots, and then maybe. Yeah, then maybe. But if I ever do get to drink again, this is definitely a wine I would want to mm-hmm. try again. I'd put this in a slushy. Maybe I'll try that later because I got so much. A big <laughs> you got a lot bottle. of wine. <laughs> and, and others. That's true. You brought some, bought some other Federalist. I did. I just really like the bottles. Um, for the ratings, obviously, <laughs> it's not on Ray Beer. <laughs> it's not on Untapped either. Beer advocate. But I just Googled wine ratings. They have <laughs> a lot of wine websites. I don't know if these are, uh, like, official or, like, highly... Recognized? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what their credentials are on these websites. Um, If they're not from Europe, they're not official, but those people are official. I should have went with, like, a co.uk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, France is the... Mo- I feel yeah. like France is the mothership of wine, but I could be wrong. I mean, Italy is a mothership, too. That's true. Um, and Greece. But I feel like the French are Off usually the... the m- yeah, are usually the more of the wine drinkers. But I could be wrong. I could be making a general generalization. But I do have a French friend now, so I'll ask her. Yeah, maybe take her a glass. Um, but wine.com... That's the first one that came up. Out of 21 ratings, they have, this wine has a 4.1 average. I'm guessing it's out of 5? Yeah. Okay. I think it's they're like 5 stars, and then okay. it got a 4.1. Then Vivino.com, I assume, uh, 4.0 with 802 ratings. So a lot more ratings there. But in, I mean, that's a good rating. Yeah, 4 out of 5 is a pretty damn good score, I would say. Uh, I would recommend this to anyone that likes the bourbon barrel kind mm-hmm. of drink. And maybe you have a wife like Allison who prefers wine. Um, maybe we'll give this to her for her to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, finish off the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, no point of us wasting <laughs> it. Um, but I'm not sure if she likes the bourbon barrel because it does have a lot of alcohol burn. Yeah. Um, but go and try definitely try it uh i i should give it a score this is probably my first actual just wine like except really? for like the little samples i got at um uh, two e's two e's yeah two e's has another good winery that's up uh in roanoke mm-hmm. it's literally a little tiny town that has nothing but a winery and a couple of restaurants and, bird and now a bird boy <laughs> a tap room tap room um but if you're not familiar at all with Indiana, look for Fort Wayne and then go southwest. <laughs> yeah, Roanoke's basically the Fort Wayne's little pimple. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I, I this score is just gonna be kind of random because I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if this is good or bad. Wait. Based well, on okay. The... You used to do your beer rating on if you could drink a bunch of it. I used to. I changed that a little bit as I well, got more I'm, No, I'm going to tell you to go back to yeah. that because you weren't as experienced with exactly. beer back then. So go back to that ring. Could you drink a bunch of this and still enjoy it? 
I think so, except for the 15% is going to keep me only drinking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but if you keep drinking it and forget that you're <laughs> drinking wine and you're like, wow, this juice is really delicious yeah. and you keep drinking it, then that's how you end up having an entire bottle gone. Right. I'll definitely drink the rest of my glass and the rest of your glass. Yes. So, I mean... This is a four and a half, I guess. It maybe I could change that. <laughs> well, it's not like it's written down anywhere. Yeah, I can't tap this. Well, in. and we should also say that this wine is chilled and properly aerated because yeah. we bought a little adapter. It made a funny do- little farting kind of noise. I'll put that at the end of the episode <laughs> so you can hear it. It's like <laughs> so it's properly properly aerated, but it's not probably at the proper temperature because red wines are usually enjoyed at like room temperature. Yeah, it was in the fridge just to keep it. I don't know. I'd rather have my wine chilled than warm. Yeah, I I am. Um, a person that I like my drink either really, really hot to, like, burning your mouth kind of hot or cold. I know. And, like, a lot of these beers with the high alcohols, the warmer they get, the more of the flavors kind of show up. Yeah. So, so by the time you get to this glass... That's why I poured two. <laughs> so that way... It I, might taste a lot different. I can, yeah, I can get both sides. If you want really me to, I can put it on a Bain Marie and... Make it warm. Brambury. Brambury. It's a double boiler, but it's the European. I gotcha. Um, but I think that's it. Well, this is episode's getting out of control long. It's like almost two hours. Yeah. Well, it's probably about an hour and a half. So we'll get to act two Will be later. episode... I don't know if it's going to be next week. Two. It will be the second episode. Yeah. We're not sure when it will air, but... We're not going to make you listen to two hours. Three hours of us talking about Hamilton. So you'll... But if you enjoyed this, then you should check out the next episode. Yeah. It'll it'll drop surprisingly sometime. But yeah. This is Act 1 and Act 2 will come out. And in remember to go vote, everyone. Because yeah, this should come that. out right before everybody's voting the day. Me- the America's midterm elections. So if you're listening Correct. in America and you're an American citizen, and you're registered to vote, which you should be, go vote. And don't be like my husband and wait 30 years to vote. (laughs) Well, I didn't have a reason until some orange buffoon. I started voting when I was 18, and I voted in almost every election I can. Not the midterms elections. I saw the sheet that came in the mail. (laughs) I do not vote in every midterm, I will admit, mainly because I was either way too busy or I was like, hmm. My vote doesn't matter right now anyways. I'll wait till it really, really counts. But we're not going to get into all of that <laughs> because... Gerrymandering and the Electoral College and all that. And Yeah, I can get on a rant. But you should go vote. It really does. It's important, especially this year when everything is so it doesn't, politically... It does impact some people. Yeah. All right. Until next time, drink, drink up, up and, and geek, geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to episode 111, Hamilton. Are you sure the number's right? I'm pretty sure this time. (laughs) 2015 at the Roger... Rogers... (laughs) Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers. 
at the Richards Rogers Theater. Uh, <laughs> Why did I... Richards Rogers. <laughs> Richard Rogers. <laughs> so it's like you're... <laughs> <laughs> do that in here <laughs> um but there's a documentary <laughs> if they don't like being separated Going to the platform. Oh, shit. What did he find? Did he find Someone's the other squeaking. I think he found the other bird. I have two dogs on my lap. Do you want to go get that? I don't really care. Put more in one than the other, does that matter? Nope.